Hello everyone, this is my third peer leader journal reflection for LDRS 2014 that will be focused on modeling the way, <clears throat> inspiring the shared vision, and challenging the process. So some of the main ideas and themes that stuck out for me from these modules, firstly is the factors affecting college student development. I, I kind of already understood some of the core concepts that I'll touch on later, but but one that really stuck with me was the impact of the environment. And the, the book explains that peer leaders act as a beacon of information regarding the institution. And I never really considered this, but as a peer leader, oftentimes you have a lot of students coming to you looking for information. You sort of act as a directional guide for where they should seek information, how they can get involved, how can they improve in leadership, and much more information. And then continuing on with this, it's uh, how leaders can assist with developmental challenges outside of modeling, how to adjust to typical challenges such as the physical moving of locations from home to school or campus, uh, adjusting to roommates, experiencing different kinds of people, and I think it's important that, that these are kind of common, but you look at like intellectual, physical, and interpersonal challenges too. And I feel like oftentimes sometimes I'm just getting overlooked as a peer leader because sometimes, at least for me, when I view a peer leader, I think of answering, uh, assisting with challenges that most every student faces. So like moving and roommates and experiencing new situations that almost every college student will experience. But looking at things such as physical, like adjusting to living on campus, maybe not getting as much exercise, maybe not eating as healthy, having someone that can guide you through that can be really helpful. And then uh, jumping forward to a different segment, this was mentioned in a later module that uh, was addressed that you shouldn't change just for the sake of change in organization. It's important to kind of search for an opportunity, make something happen and encourage initiative of others. So I kind of viewed this as it's sort of the re leader's role to identify where changes could be beneficial to an organization and then kind of lead his team towards there. And that really stuck with me, especially in some of the organizations I'm in on campus. So now looking at emotions I experienced when learning this content, uh, Reflection and realization was a big thing. Uh, it was kind of touched on module eight, but I'm kind of reflecting on a lot more throughout my life and module eight kind of lightened this for me. But understanding a lot of processes that surround me and being able to apply that information and knowledge and understanding why certain scenarios occur has really helped me as a leader understand you know, understanding where things may have went wrong or where there could be room for improvement and then using that in the future to better myself as a leader and better serve to my organization. Uh, another topic that was touched on was experimenting, taking risks and uh, challenging the process. Uh, for me personally, that I felt a lot of emotions like this and I still struggle with this, but experimenting and taking risk is kind of a scary process. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that, but I, I do feel like it, it's something that's necessary to be a successful leader, and it's important to look at things through a different viewpoint and maybe take an alternative route towards solving a problem. And I think this can be intimidating, but it's something as a leader you should practice and get adjusted to because as you move throughout life, you're going to be faced with 
processes where you need to take a risk or experiment with a new method to possibly improve the organization. And kind of going back to what I discussed about module eight and reflections, I also saw this in module seven, that reflecting on your past can be very beneficial, but it's also important to reflect on the past of actions that may be in an organization before you were present. So reflecting on like mistakes or things that didn't go how as planned and figuring out how to tackle them based on previous situations. Like, for example, I'm in an organization uh, where we kind of struggle with fundraising initially. And one of the key ways for fundraising is that we used to sell programs during the football games, but a lot of club members hated it because they would essentially miss out on football games and tailgating and hanging out with friends. So I believe two years ago, they proposed the idea where we would start working the track meets and pretty much assisting in doing things like we pretty much just warm bodies for people to be there when help was needed. But the thing was, is, is the organization was so excited about this because we were stepping away from programs everyone dreaded and approaching something that took significantly less time away from students that allowed people to go to football games and all this. But now we've reached a point where we can't even get students to sign up. So now we're kind of back at the same point. And I feel like reflecting on how we've ended up in this situation, trying to figure out, okay, we have a common theme here. Now, how do we address those? So I'm moving on some truths and confirming ideas uh, from modules seven through nine. Uh, one of the ones that, that I'd kind of already recognized was involvement on campus as far as the factors that are affecting student development. And, uh, you know, kind of looking, the book talks about the more students are involved with campus life, the more they will be influenced to learn and shape their lives. And using experience as a peer leader, you can help students figure out where they can get involved and discuss, you know, you've already been a part of this process. Now you can show them how to become part of this process. Not. I think this is uh, really important because, you know, it's easy to get overwhelmed on a really large campus. So having someone that can kind of break down after seeing your values and visions and direct you towards organizations that align with them is really important. And so another thing is uh, generating small wins. Uh, this was talked about in module nine. It wasn't a major topic, but it really stuck with me. And it's something that applies to a lot of my life. And it, it's, it's a really odd story. But when I was on the golf team in high school, I had a coach. And to start practice, we would sit and putt these little short two, three feet putts which if you're not familiar with golf is very easy and it's something you can do over and over again in a row. And I never really understood why my coach pushed for this so bad. But after I graduated, he kind of told me it was a way to build confidence. And, you know, finding small wins and something like that and building confidence can help ready you, you know, for bigger goals or challenges. And obviously golf is significantly different than leadership, but I see this as the same way in like, as a leader, being able to acknowledge small wins can greatly improve your confidence to tackle bigger challenges with members of your organization. So now looking at some of the most impactful surprises, um, 
establishing credibility was one of the first ones uh, stuck out to me for module seven because it was something I kind of already understood, but I viewed it more of a positional type leadership. It's because these leaders are in these positions, their credibility should have already been established essentially. But now I'm starting to understand building credibility as a peer leader is a different process. And it's important for students or members of your organization to understand that, yeah, you may be in this position, but you bring a lot more to the table that makes you a much better leader. And you can kind of guide this individual towards their goals. And just because you're in that position doesn't mean that you would necessarily be able to do that. So then moving on, uh, something from the book that talked about uh, exemplary leaders create situations where people want to join them. And this was talked about module eight. And this kind of highlighted for me the importance of like bringing enthusiasm and proper knowledge to the table when proposing an organization with something. And it kind of made me sit and reflect that leaders don't just find something they think would be cool for an organization to tackle and change. They, they really sit and think about, okay, will this change be beneficial? Can I implement it? And they find common ground and they kind of drive their organization to it. And it's something that everyone is passionate about. And I thought this was, this was really impactful to me because a lot of times I think of leaders as just, I don't, it seems like a leader when they bring something to the table, it's like, oh my God, how'd they come up with this idea? It's so great. But you kind of don't see what goes on behind the scenes and the thought processes that went into this. And so uh, another thing that was talked about in Module 8 was imagining the future and like feeling your passion. And I felt this was like a key way to help develop an organization and that there needs to be a combination of both. So in a sense, you almost need to be a dreamer of kind of where you want your organization to be, but you also need that strong desire to implement it. And for me, th this was kind of something I struggled with because a lot of times I find myself thinking, oh, you know, this organization I'm in, it would be great if we could implement something similar to this. But you know, then I struggle in thinking, I don't think about how we could implement I think about how it can be beneficial, but I don't think about that process. So this is something I've, I've really been kind of thinking on more lately and kind of putting these visions and futures into motion. And so moving on now, looking at stuff I'm still curious about, I think the main thing is enlisting others. You know, I understand the content uh, that was presented in Module 8 about appealing to, agen appealing to agendas, uh, values, or experience of others. And, uh, you know, I understand, too, the larger a support system, the more power you can have with this. But, you know, being in an organization, I've seen a lot of challenge with this is because this may be jumping a little bit ahead. But in Module 10, it was kind of discussed that you can sometimes have in and out groups and this isn't necessarily the case, but it's somewhat comparable in my organization because they're becoming sort of a noticeable division between members in our organization. And it's not that, you know, like the, like we butt heads often, but certain people tend to hang out and gravitate towards more people. And then views can start kind of start to get shifty here and there. So I'm kind of struggling with articulating like it's hard to get members all on the same page when tackling a major problem because in reality like these agendas that may align overall kind of seem similar but deep down you know at the root you do have a little bit of change going on and so 
figuring out how to work with this and kind of re-emphasizing the common purpose for organization is something that I've still been trying to figure out because obviously with an organization this big, you're going to have troubles with getting everyone on the exact same page. I understand that, but I feel like when you can start seeing the visions in the organization, then this needs to be addressed. And, you know, I want to look into this more and figuring out how we get everyone on the same page as an organization and kind of generating that enthusiasm among all members of one thing. So now looking at uh, what I'm kind of discovering about myself, the main thing I'm kind of beginning to articulate, which is more of an overarching theme, is kind of beginning to connect how I see a leader and understanding that someone that I can be. I feel that I've kind of made it up in my head that these leaders and role models that I kind of look up to and have seen throughout my life, I picture them as sort of the, the perfect leader because everything I see them do works out and they execute so well. But I've kind of understood that you can still be a leader that's growing and learning. And there's also a lot of stuff as a leader that goes on kind of behind the scenes that the majority of people won't see. And so I'm kind of starting to articulate that the importance of this is that some of these ideas and stuff I have is stuff that I can put in motion and I'll soon be a leader uh, in an organization or a company where I'm, I need to be able to articulate leadership and use it and implement these ideas I have. And it's also allowed me to realize a lot about who I am and understand, okay, this is clearly a challenge for me. So this is obviously something I need to work on. And this also, I feel like correlates with, I just need more confidence in being a leader because I have the information and the resources I need, but I need to start putting these things in action and understanding. And I want to include a quote here that I think I was presented to about a year ago. That's it's really kind of touched me and made me reflect a lot and think, but it's a poem, uh, called Man the Arena by Theodore Roosevelt. And just kind of a short uh, quote from it is, it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena. And so I feel like this has given me a sort of a way to increase my confidence and think, okay, I'm doing something as a leader. I'm making, you know, a movement towards this, or I'm making this decision, I'm implementing this change. You know, I'm the one taking action. It's like, it shouldn't matter what other people think of me as a leader because I'm still growing and developing. And then lastly, looking at how I can put some of these concepts into practice, it's just, I feel like using the commitments in practice, kind of as I've discussed, like finding common ground, understanding dynamics, uh, constantly reflecting and putting a purpose behind change. It's Really, I, I'm understanding this information. I'm getting a grasp on it, but applying it and putting it into motion and using it is still kind of where I'm struggling. But as I'm learning more and more, I'm kind of beginning to understand how to tackle these issues. So that concludes my third reflection. I want to thank you for listening to this and have a great day.